Hi, my name is Eric Post, and I'm the Director of Research and Development here at ITAR Economics. And I'm excited here to give you just a quick preview of your Mahita report here for a third quarter, as well as what's been going on in the economy and some of your markets. So just to start, uh, it's certainly been a tumultuous time, for example, in the stock market, some of the consumer confidence data points are very low. Business confidence has been waning. And so people are scared. And we understand why. And certainly we are moving along the backside of the business cycle now. Most of the major series are in slowing growth. We have retail sales growth is slowing. Industrial activity is slowing. Business to business spending is slowing. And on a deflated basis, some cases we're even seeing some mild ticks down. So uh, certainly we understand why uh, people are growing concerned. But the uh, thing we want you to know right now is that there are a lot of encouraging data points as well. When you look at debt service relative to income, it's very, very low. That's what we want to see. We want to see low debts relative to high incomes, debts are pretty low because people paid down their debts in the pandemic, starting to rise back up. But don't be too concerned because we also have a really strong labor market that's helped keeping that percentage very, very manageable. Let's contrast that to right before the Great Recession. We had a very high debt to income ratio, a very unmanageable debt load. So people are going to be taking on uh, more debts as we go through this high inflation time, and they're not going to like it. But it doesn't mean that the economy is fundamentally broken. It's not fundamentally broken. Another encouraging sign is when we look at real incomes, that is incomes adjusted for inflation, and we take out the stimulus uh, checks, um, we notice that uh, the labor market is seeing some very nice gains, even adjusted for inflation. Now, uh, when you look at it with those stimulus checks, uh, certainly now that we're seeing the stimulus fade out, uh, we're seeing that income come down. And that's part of why we're seeing, for example, uh, inflation-adjusted retail sales beginning to stumble, even though the overall nominal dollar-denominated series is just in slowing growth. Um, retail sales have almost flattened on a deflated basis, on an inflation-adjusted basis. Um, that's really a function of that stimulus effect going away uh, and high inflation, those two headwinds. But it doesn't mean that the economy is fundamentally broken. And so we certainly want you to be more conservative here on the backside of the business cycle than you were, say, back in late 2020 when we were telling you to invest, 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 invest. Now we're still saying to invest in your business, but be a little more cautious. Make sure that you are doing so to get uh, a good return on your investment. Maybe you're positioning your business uh, into a new segment that will help uh, it become more stable. Maybe you are uh, borrowing at a fixed rate to get ahead of some of these inflationary pressures. Uh, maybe you're investing in capital equipment to um, reduce your need for labor. Uh, those things are still worth doing. Uh, you just don't want to be uh, remodeling the metaphorical lobby to your business, right? Don't engage in spending that doesn't have a clear uh, ROI um, on it. Uh, just but be more conservative, but it's still a pretty good time to go out there and do things because we have a strong consumer, a consumer that's facing headwinds, absolutely no doubt, but a strong consumer. And that's not gonna last forever. We think the next big recession will be around the middle 
of the decade. And it's not going to be a giant recession then, uh, but it'll be non-trivial. And the consumer is likely to be in a much more vulnerable position than they are today because they're going to be taking on debt uh, these next few years to get through this higher inflation time. And that's going to eventually lead to a point where they can't take it anymore. But that point isn't today. And so you don't need to worry about that today. That's years down the road. So um, don't completely stop spending, uh, but also uh, don't go out there and be reckless either. In terms of your markets, when you're looking at your report, uh, we have some different segments that I wanted to draw your attention to. So if you look here at your report, you can see in the overview page uh, that the growth rates are very, very high for material handling equipment, new orders, and warehouse construction. Those are two segments that are growing very, very fast will grow very, very fast at double-digit clip this year. Um, for the most part, growth rates are going to be more subdued in 2023 as the economy slows, but all your growth rates are still positive. Uh, one growth rate that's actually going to be higher, we think, is North America light vehicle production. Uh, and that's because the supply chain is loosening up, and that's going to help areas like North America light vehicle production. Uh, we'll also see food production grow at a little bit faster clip uh, next year. But the other segments are going to see slower growth next year than this year here in 2022. And when you go out to 2024, uh, we'll, we'll see a bounce back there uh, as the uh, business cycle turns upward again. But um, you know, overall, we're looking at growth. And so when you see some of the real strong segments here, material handling equipment, why is that going to be such a strong segment? We have a very tight labor market, as I said. When you look at real interest rates, that is interest rates minus inflation, you realize that actually it's a really good time to go out and invest in some sort of material handling equipment that's going to help um, process things, uh, help maybe reduce your reliance on labor. Um, that's going to be something that will benefit from you. We also just have supply uh, chain problems. And certainly, uh, as those loosen ahead, like I said, it'll help North America light vehicle production. But in the near term, we still have a very uh, tight supply chain. And so, uh, get around that. We're going to need uh, more warehouse space. We're going to need material hand equipment. We're going to need capital goods uh, to help us process these uh, supply chain uh, problems and get the supply chain loosened up again. Again, as it loosens next year, we'll see the growth rates fall off, uh, but not a complete uh, chasm, just uh, slower growth for the most part. So overall, um, it's an outlook of Certainly not as optimistic of a time as before, but uh, neither uh, should it be a time for uh, undue concern. We're not around uh, the corner from another great recession. That's not the case. Uh, the data points are really, really different. Um, by the way, one other one I just wanted to address, I mentioned um, consumer confidence being way, way down. You shouldn't pay too much attention to that. If I were to show you a graph of the correlation between consumer confidence and industrial production, or consumer confidence in business-to-business -business spending, or consumer confidence in GDP, that relationship is very, very weak. And so when we look at our more reliable leading indicators, our own ITR leading indicator, the OECD's US leading indicator, uh, the overall uh, utilization rate for the United States, you can see some of those, by the way, in the back of your report. I'll show you this here. If you scroll back to the backhand side here, you can see um, these uh, leading indicators that we like to look at. And they're showing that slowing growth is ahead, but they're not in free fall. They're just moving lower. And so 
uh, nothing is suggesting here that we are going to see an absolute uh, cataclysmic downturn to the economy. Probably the major risk we have at this time is that the Federal Reserve increases its interest rates uh, too much, too fast, and puts the economy into a recession. That's the number one risk we have. Uh, we can't control what the Federal Reserve does, uh, but if they look out and they see, like we do, that core inflation is moderating, if they see, like we do, that a number of these commodity prices have come, come down quite substantially um, from what they were earlier in April and May of this year, right after the Ukraine war started, uh, you would have to see and realize that we don't need to increase rates too, too much to get uh, more normal inflation rates next year. But we don't know what they're going to do. And that's probably the number one risk to our macroeconomic outlook to the downside. Last thing I wanted to mention before I wrap up here is you will notice some new forecasts, a few more new forecasts than we normally uh, do in any given quarter. Uh, you'll have new forecasts for all the new order series, as well as for the construction series in this report. And that's because we just had two major data revisions, um, the new orders data revision and the construction data revision. Uh, we also had a data revision to our uh, data for U.S. industrial production, but it was mild enough that we actually didn't have to revise that forecast. But for the new order series and the construction series, it was enough to cause us to have to revise the forecasts for those. It was enough to cause us to have to revise the U.S. food production forecast. We also had production annual revision occur. And we also uh, adjusted our outlook for e-commerce retail sales downward. If you've been following the stock market, you know it's been a very difficult time uh, so far here in 2022. And most of that pain has been concentrated in some of these um, bigger, uh, more consumer discretionary firms. Amazon has had, for example, a very tough year for its stock price in 2022. And that's just because uh, we're starting to see more in-store uh, shopping occur, less online. Uh, and these high growth, uh, high multiple companies like Amazon have been having a tough time. And so uh, that forecast is showing a little bit more subdued growth, still growth, uh, for e-commerce, but more subdued growth ahead. Well, anyway, that's it from me. Uh, hopefully that gives you a good sense of what's to come. Uh, brighter days ahead for uh, automotive as the supply chain untangles. Softer growth for most of the other segments, uh, but uh, growth overall uh, for most of your segments here. And as we look out to the future, um, you know we see possibilities for companies to grow and prosper. And it's really more around the middle of the decade where we are going to see that business to business activity and the consumer uh, begin to be in a weaker position. So don't be too concerned about the near term, despite those headlines. Um, keep an eye on what the Federal Reserve is doing. Keep an eye on the supply chain data and keep in touch with us as we'll send you our next economic update here in a quarter. Thanks again. Take care, everybody.